Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears. Multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. You got a rip in the sleeping bag again? Ugh. Socks ripped, pants torn. Oh, it's so annoying. But now, science has come through. Simply blow your trail snot and your boogers into a prepped container. And the organic, original materials inside will create a wonderful, chemical-free seal that will help you patch up all of your worries. Just spread all that snot right on your goods at check it out at snotrocket.usa. Hello, everybody. This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who substitutes dirt for pepper in all of his meals on the trail, Carl Manrioli. Dirt for pepper. Nice. God, God nice. made dirt. Dirt don't hurt. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Okay, cliche guy. Cliche yeah. guy here. Thank you, Derek, for, for showing up. That's what I do. Derek Simoville, he's my co-host today. He's a man who thinks Sith Lords go shopping at the mall where everything oh. is half off. So bad. <laughs> so, that one hurts. That's to a, no. To my, that's hold a good on, one. my ears are hurting. Hold on. That's a that's a double. That's a double on that Woo. one. I took out both your. I got on half that one. off and mall is the pun on that one. Come on. Come How do you on. live with yourself with these? How do you live with yourself? I don't even. <sighs> okay. So Darius, so we got some. We got a lot. I mean, we're kind of covering a lot of ground with this episode. So we have Lloyd Vogel mm. on. He's mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Uh, one of the owners of a company called Garage Grown Gear, which I think a lot of folks out there have shopped at. Or if they haven't, they're going to because that's where you can kind of find a lot of innovative yes. gear, cutting edge yes. stuff that you're not going to always find at your local outdoor store. Correct. So, Correct. so he's going to hit some cultural trends. He's going to hit some backpacking trends. He's going to hit some of the you know the top gear sales. Um, I run some nonsense by him. I don't know. I'm excited about yeah, this. You did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, you ran some nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of what we do, right? That's that's your shtick, and I, I, I you, oh, so it. you don't have any nonsense that you no okay no everything's legit yeah out of my yeah. mouth people you know? believe so. that they do they yeah exactly. uh, <laughs> okay let's talk about cultural trends just trends in general are you like okay. are there any like currently going on that you think are particularly good or bad like are you, are you plugged in uh you, you paying attention you like not some really. you hate some what you got going on here with, with good not really with the gear no no, no we're talking about cultural just in not, ge- not in general yeah in general uh i mean i think i'm mostly plugged in trend i don't even know if it's a trend i think I'm, I'm trying to like lean in more towards the you know fitness eating diet you know like what to eat's good but i mean there's so mm-hmm. many trends like you know i've tried the tried the vegan tried the vegetarian tried the keto tried the you know you just you kind of 
You're not sticking with any of those, is what you're saying. No, they're kind of, I mean, they're all kind of doing the same thing and you're trying to, you know, minimize your calories and eat right. your protein and work and all that stuff. Same thing, but right. I, that's probably the only really trends I'm, okay. I'm really going for. I mean, right. that's not what I was thinking, I but I, I would no. imagine in California that, yeah, that's all big stuff. Huge. What about you? What are you like? So I, I pay attention to culture trends in terms of like, like styles that I think are ridiculous. So for example, like what, a jacket what, right there. What are you talking about? Like fashion? Um, what are we talking about? That neon? What, are we, what brand is that? This is what brand is new. This is, this is, we're going to review this at the, at the end of this episode. Jack Wolf. Who is it? Jack Wolf. Yeah, so review. Now, the, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about like clothing, although I guess it could encompass that. I'll give you an example. So 15 years ago, there was a trend which lasted for a while where people okay. wore sunglasses that were as big as their face. Do you remember that? Yes. And yes. So, and I was, look, I was telling, telling my wife, you know, at the time, I'm like, look, I get that these are really popular now. Everybody's wearing them. But in a while, we're going to look back and think those look so stinking ridiculous. And I don't know Correct. if we're there yet, but I look back and I'm like, give me a break. Like, you don't need to have sunglasses covering up your forehead. Like, relax. So funny. That's okay? so funny. So I think that yeah. that current trend what we have going on right now is is the mustache. Mm, All right. A okay, lot I'm gonna, of guys. Gonna, I think in your neck of the woods, for sure. And then I thought to myself, nobody in California is doing that. And then I saw it. My yeah. nephew, who's about 20-ish, his best, one of his good buddies like shows up with this full-on stash. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, it's, it's popular. Bringing, they're trying to bring it back. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I, I get that I'm, I'm bucking the trend here, but... Um, you don't want to shave like the beard part and just go stash? Yeah. You don't want to do that? For like, No, I, I don't think it looks good on most people. And so if you are sporting mustache out there, if you're a fellow venture with a mustache, um, we value you. We love you. <laughs> Carl you probably does. don't love your mustache. I, I will okay. say, I told the I told the kid right away. I was like, you know what, mustaches don't work for a lot of people. Mm, but he had a, yeah. he had a good face. He had a good face. My dad had a mustache, and he had a good face for <laughs> like, it. It does work for some people. It but does. When everybody's does. when the trend is going on, there's just definitely some some rough rough patches, so to speak. So that. true. So, I, I feel like you're still yeah. you're still in that. Aren't you still in that phase? I see this. Uh, I've seen this four or five times this month. Crocs with the socks, and I know you're. Mm. Aren't you big on that still? Aren't you still doing Crocs with socks? You believe? I don't typically wear Crocs outside. I actually was like prescribed Crocs when Ooh. I had a lot of foot pain that I had to wear around the house, but I typically don't bring them outside. So do you wear no. socks with them? And definitely not on backpacking trips. Sorry, folks. Do you wear socks in the house with them? Ah, uh, not usually. Not usually. But what does it matter if you're in the house? You can, it should be yeah. never. You can have a mustache in the house. Ugh, I don't know. It's just it's a fashion faux pas. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, anyway, so now we're talking here. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll get to some of these backpacking trends, which I think we're gonna have some strong reactions to as well. Yeah. Uh, I have to I have to give a disclaimer here because, like we okay, so Derek didn't make this interview, and it was uh, Lloyd and I, and we had a great conversation. It was good, and we dug in, and I was asking him about the Garage Grown Gear backstory, and then in the midst of talking to him, I'm like, "This sounds like he's a sponsor of ours, and that I'm we're just advertising for Garage Grown Gear, and we're not. He did not pay to come on our show. They're not sponsoring us. I simply really like their company and wanted to find out more, and was very interested in what he was seeing in terms of like backpacking trends and you know some of the gear that was was selling, what was hot, what wasn't hot, that kind of thing. Yeah, and so. Just wanted to throw that out there. Do you want me okay. to be? I'll be that guy because I wasn't there. Like Lloyd, do you want to sponsor the B and B? Like we'll 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 sponsor. The how are you going to ask him that? You weren't there. How how are you? But he's going to listen to this, and I'll say, Lloyd, look, you want somebody uh, of quality to promote your products, and uh, here we are. 
Okay, so you think he's going to, yeah, I don't, you know, that's a good question. I don't know how many people actually go back and listen once they've been on our show. I don't think everybody does. Maybe none. Maybe, okay. maybe so Lloyd you, you want to ask him right now? Go ahead. So, so what's your pitch? You're the salesperson, Derek. Oh, don't give me that whole shtick. I'm just going to say be direct with him. Lloyd, look, we, we, uh, we can guarantee you stuff all day long, but we got products that are quality. It's called Me and Carl, and we've delivered it for five plus years now. <laughs> and uh, we would love to, you know, have you sponsor this podcast. What do you say? Quality and quality. Okay. So I don't know. What do you say? He's going to say yes. Of course okay. he's going to say yes. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to tell him that you said that. And then if he reacts to that afterwards, then we'll know that he went back and listened or watched <laughs> on YouTube. We'll find out. But yeah, that's pretty funny. All right. All right. We'll see. I'm not like, I'm not a salesperson. I'm not the guy that's like, so here's what we can do for you. Yeah. I'm not that guy. I just think, you know what? Like we can do a lot for you, but um, me sweet talking to you is not going to, what, what convinces you. True. The proof should be in the pudding, as they say, right? In the pudding. All right. Yeah. Before we get to that, though, we got a Bible verse is yeah. uh, Proverbs twenty two sixteen. Whoever oppresses the poor to increase his own wealth or gives to the rich will only come to poverty. Mm. Okay. Are you a big oppressor of the poor? <laughs> wow. How could you even ask me that? Uh, uh, well, because I have an example. <laughs> <laughs> where i impress the poor <laughs> yeah yeah on a backpacking trip it's uh, um, leave it to trail. carl everybody leave it to carl to find that one <laughs> chink in the armor hey you can share you can share the story I, i'll just tell you i'll just give you the title That's of the story backpacking and blisters podcast.com uh, if you want to <laughs> comment or critique carl uh what what's this i'm gonna give you the this? title of, of, of the story and you can explain how about that all, all right. right please go ahead we arrive in Washington and go to Taco Bell. Somebody approaches the vehicle. Derek's driving. Somebody, wait, I don't, why am I not remembering this? Is this the guy that wanted? Because, oh, you just oppress the poor and don't even care then. Is that, is that what's going on here? Stop, you are. Somebody's like, hey, uh, do you have any extra money so I can buy some, some Taco Bell? You don't remember the guy? I thought, I, I, did we give him money for the Taco okay. Bell? I've done All it, right. but I don't know. Wouldn't be the first time. You thought I'm trying to oppress the guy? What did, he do? what did I ignore him? You're not trying to impress him. He, oh, oppress him. Yeah, he's your, I don't know if you're trying to. I just, I what think did that, I do? Um, you were a little weirded out because we had just arrived. Like, we're in a new place. We just arrived, and we're at a Taco Bell at, like, midnight trying to find our hotel. And you're like, uh, I don't know what to do. What do you mean? I don't know what to do? Did I give him money? What did I do? Did I walk away? Was I like, listen, just tell me what happened. You don't remember? You're bringing up a story you don't even remember? I believe you bought him. I, I believe somebody in the car bought him some food, and you're just like, here you go. Get out of here. No, I would. Stop it. <laughs> or I probably bought him some food. Come on. Okay. All right. You brought up a story right. of ridiculousity. Without further ado, we've got Lloyd Vogel from Garage Gone Gear. Here we go. Okay, I'm here with Lloyd Vogel from Garage Grown Gear. How's it going, man? It's going well, Carl. How are you today? I'm excellent. Thanks for uh, joining the show. Really appreciate it. So I don't know if you know, but I'm already a customer of Garage Grown Gear. And so that's kind of how it kind of came on my radar and um, or how you came on my radar to have on the show. And so I just really appreciate what you do with, um, yeah, with, you know, helping out some of the up and coming companies and the cottage brand industry. So yeah, I just really appreciate you, man. Well, thanks for being a customer and for supporting small brands and uh, for believing in the things that we do. It means a lot. Absolutely. So, yes, yeah, so I want to have you on. I, I got I got to have some of your ideas on some of the kind of up and coming things, trends, all that stuff. But um, just as kind of a get to know you, 
uh, in my life, like Lloyd's have not been a big part of my life. So (laughs) this is probably not a very original question to you, but um, have you ever considered changing your last name to Christmas? You know, I haven't. Uh, Maybe seasonally I should, but uh, I haven't. I haven't entertained that as as a full possibility, but now I am for the first time live on this podcast. So that that is a thing. Based on your reaction, I'm guessing you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, Lloyd Christmas is a is a is a character from a movie, right? Dumb and Dumber, correct? Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb yeah. and Dumber. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I guess my my question is like, like, if I gave you like a lifetime supply of deodorant, would you consider it? Is is that a Dumb and Dumber reference? No, I'm just being silly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you never uh, know what, you know, you never know how much ooh. people need deodorant. So, <laughs> you know, uh, that's enticing. I think, I think I would still pass, but I would at least consider it for longer than I just did. There is something probably not a lifetime supply of deodorant that would make me like, you know, really consider oh. it. Yeah. Okay. So maybe we'll discover that throughout this conversation. And I should divulge this information to begin with that uh, my first name is not really Lloyd. I'm I'm an okay. imposter Lloyd. Uh, Lloyd is my middle name, <laughs> and my first name is actually Evan. Uh, so okay. I, you know, the notion of changing my name to Lloyd Christmas would just feel like a a further evolution of my name journey already. So imposter Lloyd, I like that. But yeah, if something does pop up in the in the in the conversation where you're like, I could use some of that. Just let me know because uh, I got you. Deal. I got you. I appreciate that. All right. Um, okay. So you have so like so you yourself like you you're part of a you know outdoor backpacking you know gear company, but you yourself are are an avid outdoorsman. You've got a backpacking story or an outdoor story. Is that correct? I do. You know, I, I it's pretty wonderful to be, and I think not everyone is as, as fortunate to have this, but to work in an industry that is both like a, a, a passion of yours personally and professionally, which is, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. I mean, it just makes it that much more fun and exciting. And uh, yeah, like the community is a genuine community. And I, I really appreciate that both as like an enthusiast and someone who exists within the industry. Right. Um, but yeah, I got my, my intro to the outdoor space through, through paddle sports. Uh, I grew up in Milwaukee um, right on Lake Michigan and, uh, started kind of getting introduced to outdoor spaces through, uh, kayaking on Lake Michigan. Um, okay. and, uh, just kind of like having no idea really what I was doing in terms of, of paddling, but just like really loving the connection to water. And, uh, that kind of, uh, quickly led to going to some YMCA camps as a kid and doing trips in the boundary waters and up in the Quetico, okay. uh, and kind of in the um, superior forest up in Northern Wisconsin. Um, and kind of just like, I don't know, having fun outside. I didn't really think too much of it. I think like when you're in high school there, you've got so many things processing in your brain and like right. so many different activities that you're like, like kind of tangentially a part of that. I, I didn't really, you know, know if the outdoors was going to be my thing or if it was going to be, you know, music or writing or politics. I had, I had no idea. I was you know, right. just kind of dabbling. Um, Those are a lot of different uh, categories right there. It could could be outdoors or music or politics. (laughs) Yeah. Or all of them. Who knows? Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Kind of switching over to the, yeah, the business side. Now you are, okay. Like it literally says on your website that you are the mastermind of garage grown gear. (laughs) Is that, is that a word you throw around a lot? Uh, I don't throw it around a lot, but I, I, I guess it is inherently true. Um, okay. uh, I, I, I did not have the initial idea, but I have, I have, I think, uh, been the one largely responsible for kind of shaping and molding into what it is 
now. Um, okay. The initial, my, my business partner, Amy Hatch lives out in Idaho. She had the initial idea for creating a platform that supported small outdoor brands. Um, and okay. kind of in that iteration, it, uh, it was a little bit more general, you know, it had some climbing gear, some yoga gear, some stuff that was a little bit more lifestyle kind of mixed with outdoor culture. Uh, about six years ago, we moved things out from, uh, from Idaho uh, to Minnesota, where I am. Uh, in that process, uh, I moved all of our inventory from Idaho to Minnesota in my Honda Fit, uh, which uh, wow. is not a big car. Right. Um, and it still had room for me to sleep in the back. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, moved it here, uh, kind of took up roots here in the Twin Cities area and really just like laser focused in on the, the, the areas that I'm particularly passionate about, which is the, you know, the backpacking space and in particular the, the ultralight space. You can still call yourself the mastermind. Let's be honest. You can have somebody come in. Hey, I want to, I want to sell my stuff um, at Garage Grown Gear. And then they, you know, introduce yourself and you're like, hi, I'm Lloyd, the mastermind. The mastermind. <laughs> that is what it says on my business card. So I should just really embrace it. <laughs> is it really on your business card? No. <laughs> okay. It should be though. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. Might be, you know, you might intimidate them and maybe they'll, they'll negotiate a better price for you. So Never know. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so and so you're you sound like you're gonna be honest and upfront. You get a lot of ideas thrown at you, and uh, our show over the years has come up with a number of um, innovative entrepreneurial Ooh. backpacking ideas. We don't have prototypes, but uh, uh. <laughs> I'm gonna throw two at you, and so you don't have to like you know break it down or analyze it beyond like. Which one is more likely to sell on your site? <laughs> That's it. Great. That's all I'm asking for, okay? <laughs> okay, deal. I can do this. And I've, and I've run this by a couple of people. So the most popular one that we've shared is, um, is solving the problem of you're in your tent, it's mm -hmm. five in the morning, you want to keep sleeping, but you got to go pee. All right. And so you don't want to get out of the tent. It's cold. It's going to wake you up. Maybe you can't go back to sleep afterwards. And so you got to have some sort of a device where you can stay in your tent and go pee without keeping the pee in your tent. And that, my friend, is called the tent catheter. Some sort of like maybe gravity fed hose that can start in your tent and it can go outside your tent and drain elsewhere, so to speak. <laughs> I'm not even sure I need to hear the second option. <laughs> oh, okay. That's already selling you. That's good to know. I ran this by the company Go Girl. Are you familiar with them? Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were at the outdoor retailer show. Oh man. I think it was a year ago, like the winter show a year ago. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, they liked the idea, but I don't think they used it. So I said, Hey, it's a free idea. Okay. So that's, that's option A. Um, okay. Option B, you are an ultralighter, so you're not bringing like camp shoes or river crossing shoes or anything, but you're, you're on a trail where there are significant river crossings, maybe shin deep, maybe, maybe even waist deep, um, maybe not waist deep, maybe shin deep, we'll say. And so you want to cross and it's rocky, so you don't want to go barefoot, but you don't want to get your shoes wet. You got your trekking poles. There's a little attachment on the trekking pole where you can make what's called a trekking pole stilt. You can stand on a very small platform and work your way across <laughs> the river, keeping your shoes dry. And let's be honest, having a little fun along the way. So yeah. what do you say to that? Carl, I'm not going to lie to you. 
those are two of the better ideas I've heard in a long time. No, they're not. Come on. They're, uh, they're two of the more creative concepts that I've heard in a long time. Okay. Uh, those are great. I love both of them. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like, I bet you we would sell some uh, some camp catheters or tent catheters or whatever you wanted to call it. I have, yeah. I have no doubt that um, there would be enough people that would be curious about it. Like, yeah. I mean, the number of bidets that we sell, like our bidets are like one of our best selling products. Are you serious? And, yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know how many like thousands and thousands of portable bidets we sold this past year, but it's like, okay. a, it's definitely a top 10 product for us. Wow. And I, I, I'm not saying that a catheter, uh, a, a tent catheter would be a, a top 10 product, but we would sell more than a hundred of those throughout the course of the year. I <laughs> okay. Okay. Let, let's just keep talking theoretical now. So if you knew that you were going to sell more than a hundred of a product, is that even worth your time to carry that product on your, on your website? Maybe. I mean, think about the content that one could create around this. <laughs> That's true. Like it's, I don't know. It's like when Oakley, I don't know if they still do this, but I remember when I was working at REI back in the day, Oakley would make these crazy looking sunglasses, like ones where they didn't mm -hmm. go around your ear, they went over your head and nobody's buying them. They're simply drawing your attention to the brand. And then you're like, okay, I'm not going to buy those, but hey, those are cool. And they end yeah. up buying like a lower is, so it could be one of those types of things, right? It's like the, um, have you seen uh, Gossamer Gear has this, um, yeah it's oh like yeah 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 i know what you're talking about oh what was it, it was, pot yeah I think yeah is it where you can like rehydrate food by just like like <laughs> putting it down your pants and right. letting it rehydrate right and i think that initially like started as like a very hardcore ultralight product and then turned into a gag and it's like oh it didn't start as a gag it started as a legit product <laughs> i think i think for someone it was a legit product okay and you know maybe you'll get a bunch of messages saying i love that product how dare you make fun of it right but uh i think it has landed somewhere between a gag and something that like has some ability to like work better than it rehydrating like just in your backpack right, right. Uh, but i can't imagine that it has like that it is the most effective way of, of, of rehydrating food, but it's probably, it's, yeah, I would imagine it's better than, than alternatives. Yeah. It's supposed to be efficient and fun sort of. <laughs> yeah. Like April Fool's uh, content around that would be great. Oh my gosh. The, uh, the stilts idea also, uh, you know, I, uh, speaking of a product that is kind of on this, this edge of, um, uh, kind of like use cases. We sell these sandals made um, from a company called Mayfly Sandals, which mm -hmm. uh, it is essentially just a like a platform with about as minimalist stringage as possible to allow you to have a, a platform that when you're in your tent, you need to go get water or walk around briefly that you just have something that is not right. your bare feet to be able to walk around. And I love okay. these things. Like, there are, they, Do you know how much they weigh off hand? Like are they a few ounces kind of kind of thing? Less. Like they are... I don't know, but I'd be okay. shocked if they were probably between one and two ounces for a pair. Ooh. Like they're, okay. they're real, real light. Uh, I mean, they're, you know, they're things that like you could theoretically make yourself if you wanted to, but right. you know, I, it's not an area of strength for me. And right. uh, I, I bring these with me and it has a great use case. Uh, 
where, but for others, it's, uh, you know, I just want that pair of shoes, but right. you know, maybe this is a competitor in the market of, if you don't want to carry camp shoes, a little, uh, stilts attachment, you know, definitely <laughs> would have to feel real confident about the, uh, the integrity of your poles. Right. Uh, but, uh, it does like the, the fun box is checked way more than most, uh, most products I get pitched. Okay. Fair enough. And we get, and, and by the way, these ideas endless, we have endless ideas from a few episodes that we've backlogged. So. So next time you come on, we'll definitely just pitch you a few more. But um, Great. with out of curiosity, you have me curious about the sandals, though. Are those? I mean, if they're so lightweight, are those like a solution to crossing streams? You think? I would think so. They okay. they just like really. So they're made out of the same material that like campaign posters are made out of. That kind of like <laughs> a, like tubular plastic. I don't yeah, know what yeah, the yeah. exact name of it is, but uh, like they, they definitely move around on your feet a bit and. Um, yeah, when they get wet, they get a little bit more useless. Okay. But for like letting your feet air out and have something, you know, that's going to protect your feet from getting poked by a stick, they're great. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's limited use case. No, but I'm going to check them out actually after we're done because um, <laughs> we, we talk about, yeah, kind of the camp shoes or that idea being one of the easiest things to lighten your load is not bringing that. But if you can bring yeah. some of these like luxury items and you're spending an ounce or two, like goodness gracious. And why, you know, why wouldn't you basically? So, I mean, that for me is like when people are saying, well, these are so much less comfortable than, you know, bringing a pair of, uh, of Crocs or of, right. of uh, you know, of Chacos. And you're like, well, yeah, but these are not the same things. No, like no, no, no. what I'm trying to do with this piece of gear is not hiking it. It's not to like be super luxurious in it or, or, you know, spend a lot of time, you know, exploring around where my campsite is. It, it has a very specific mission. And like, that is what I need them for. Right. And other things would just be overkill. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. So, okay. You, you got me, you got me intrigued. I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, and this kind of ties in with, with the next topic that um, kind of the, the heart of this conversation I was, I was shooting for is I feel like of anybody that I've met or know, you're probably going to be the, you know, one of the most people that's plugged into backpacking trends in terms of like, um, new things that are happening in the industry or, or new pieces of gear that are, that are selling a lot or, or even the opposite of that, right? Where, where things that maybe were popular for a while that are, that are dropping off the radar. So are, are you the right person to ask about this? Yeah. I, okay. uh, you know, I can give opinions on things. Okay. So I think uh, I gave you the clue. Like I'm looking for like, if, if you could narrow it or if you have more great, but if you have, do you have like, you know, three trends you're seeing kind of in the last year or kind of moving forward into this year, what you got going yeah. on? I mean, I think the the first is just, you know, a, a real trend towards ultralight backpacking in general. Mm -hmm. um, I think like you're, you're seeing, uh, I think ultralight backpacking and, and cottage brands used to be really on the fringe of the dialogue of, of what backpacking and hiking was. And right. I think it's now a very active part of what it is. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, you, this past year, you saw Hyperlight going to REI. You right. saw uh, Z-Packs go into public lands, uh, mm -hmm. the Dick's Sporting Goods, um, you know, offshoot. Uh, you're seeing cottage brands and ultralight companies make inroads within, you know, mass outdoor markets. Mm -hmm. And I think that is showing like a gravitation towards, towards lighter, towards, you know, towards quilts, towards frameless packs, towards new and interesting fabrics, towards single wall tents. Mm -hmm. Like this idea that like, whoa, there's actually like real convenience to bring in lighter stuff. Like it's right. easier on your body. Uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's like, I, I like it purely because of the, it reduces the amount of decisions I have to make during the course of a day. Like I don't have to think about what pair of socks I'm going to wear today. I have one pair of socks and they're already on my feet. 
Right. Problem solved. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think there's a, uh, I think that's kind of just a general momentum that like Garage Grown has been fortunate to both be a part of and kind of be able to foster a community space for that as well. Okay. So I got a question on that one because I have a theory about it and I don't know if you, I don't know if, if you would um, be able to recognize whether my theory is uh-huh. accurate, leaning towards accurate or just bogus. But cause I, I see the same thing. I see that there's definitely a move towards mm-hmm. people purchasing the ultralight gear. And so they have like their big four items. A lot of people they're, they're spending the cash mm-hmm. to make sure that those are very ultralight. But on the same trip, they're also increasing the number of luxury items they're bringing. So when you end up, you know, you talk about like your core gear, like, oh my goodness, it's super ultra light. It's super expensive. But then because they're bringing so many luxury items, they're bringing the chair, they're bringing the Crocs, whatever. Now, like their, their final weight, their final pack weight still ends up being, you know, similar to what a backpacker might have like three, five years ago. Yeah. I'll preface this by saying that I think like everyone's journey with their gear and how, whatever weight that they carry is like, totally great for what they're trying to do. Like ultimately the goal is for them to be happy in the outdoors. And that is hundred percent what the goal of buying gear is. That said, I do find it okay. a bit confusing when you, yeah, when you have folks that are shaving off their toothbrush, but then bringing, you know, a, a hard copy book and uh, <laughs> right. you know, you're, you're shaving. And, and I think it's always a trade-off. Like you shave weight in some areas so that you can prioritize weight in areas that you do care about. Right. But I think, yeah, like you're seeing, you know, you see it on Facebook forums all the time where people will ask, like, will this ultralight frameless pack be able to carry 45 pounds? Right, no. right. Like it, no, it, it will not. It was <laughs> it not won't. designed to. <laughs> right. Like that, that wasn't the point. And like, you know, there's a lot of conversations around like, well, your pack should really be the last thing that you buy because it's the things that go into it that determine mm-hmm. what leader you need. If you need a framed pack, a frameless pack, if you need a hip belt, like all of those component decisions should be made based on what, in fact, you're going to bring. Right. And I think that everyone's ultralight journey is a little bit different. And I think as ultralight has also became become a more prevalent thing, you have people that are really enticed by it and then quickly realize like, actually, that's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like it sounded sleek and it seemed kind of cool. And like, you're part of this little elite gear club, but actually when they're, you know, hiking for a week with a seven pound base weight, they're like, wow, this, I don't like this. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like I exactly. don't enjoy this. And then, so they start, you know, creeping that, that, that base weight back up yeah, introducing to be able to accommodate yeah. for it. Yeah. And I, I think that that's a, a natural part of the journey to be able to kind of calibrate to where, to where you really want to be. And I think some people go totally towards, you know, that sub 10 pound, sub eight pound base weight. And they're like, this is exactly where I want to be. There's folks that get there and realize that's totally not for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most people find themselves somewhere in between or somewhere dependent on what trip they're going with. Like if I'm going with friends, I'm doing it differently than if I'm doing a soul trip by myself. If I'm doing a soul trip by myself, like I'm hiking all day and when I am stopping, I'm sleeping. And uh, I don't bring anything because there's there's no time for that. Right. <laughs> like, you're, you're, you're getting you don't need other it. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. For but, sure. And that's how I like to be able to do that. All right. So first, okay. So as your first one, first trend was, uh, yeah, trending towards ultralight. All right. Number two. Like we're not necessarily seeing a ton of advancements within gear itself, but I think one of the areas that is being advanced a lot is within fabrics. Um, And I think that kind of is, Mm -hmm. you know, there's only so many packs that one can make or so many different tweaks on a, on a tent that can be made. You know, there are a lot of really smart people that have tried to design new and innovative packs and new and innovative tents and new and innovative Mm -hmm. quilts. And those can all have 
slight adjustments and tweaks. But I don't think we're going to suddenly see some new design from a quilt that is going to revolutionize a blanket. I just don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> and so like, and I am, okay. you know, like thinking about quilts in particular, like geese are not going to start producing, you know, fill power that is like out of this world better than what we have now. It's just like barring some right. like, I mean, I don't even think, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about how that would even work to start hypothesizing, but even like a thousand fill down, like, isn't like really a thing. Like mm -hmm. it's, 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 you know, it, it's a bit of a myth and there are companies that advertise having a thousand fill down, but I, I'm about a hundred percent positive that if you were to test that, it would, it would grade out probably more towards a 950, 960, uh, which is not the same. Um, but, uh, and so like, I, I just, and it's not, I don't mean that to be pessimistic in terms of there is no more innovation in the outdoor space, but that a, a lot of kind of the foundational right. pieces that we have are, are designs that work really well. And they have worked really well for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And that kind of leads it to the advancement to be in the, the fabrics arena. Uh, you know, stuff like like Ultra is just such a hot fabric right now that people are interested in. And especially as mm -hmm. DCF gets uh, continually more expensive and really over the last couple of years, just really almost impossible to be able to source in small quantities as small makers. Uh, and so I, and, and fabrics like Polartec Alpha, uh, I think those are the areas that are going to kind of be the areas that continue to allow kind of this innovation and curiosity and, and largely they're fabrics that get tried, tested and proved in cottage spaces with small brands. Like you don't see REI picking up right. like seven denier fabrics left and right because uh, uh, mm. you know, it, it requires a little bit of um, education around how not to have that thing rip after two minutes uh, because it is, and you know, they'll <laughs> right, process right. that return on that with their with their level of a warranty. Um, and so I, yeah, I think fabrics is an area that we will continue to see fabrics get uh, lighter, more durable, uh, hopefully more affordable in that process as well. And so when you when you talk about you know you can only innovate, you know with with goose feathers so much and with the you know with the bags, sleeping bags and the quilts. I kind of like mentally took that as a challenge. Like, yeah, is, is there, is there a next level? And I, I would guess that you'd go, I mean, I'm thinking futuristically now, but I, I would guess you would go lighter weight with less fill with your sleeping bag or your quilt because your fabrics or your clothing might have some sort of like heating element to them. And as batteries continue to get smaller, like there'll be some sort of a, you know, tipping point where basically like your clothes sure. just heat themselves without any, added weight or without with minimal or negligible added weight and then we just like heat yeah. ourselves to our clothes and we just have like a light blanket boom done yeah no that's a and i, I think that yeah so maybe fabrics is an, an expansion upon that is just like technological advancement right in the space right because like i don't know I've, I've seen quilts where you know they're trying to pare down and make it you know thinner lighter fabrics and the you know when you use lighter fabrics it becomes more breathable when it becomes right. more breathable to a certain point it gets less warm. Right. Uh, and that's a trade-off. And then if you, uh, if you have the, the quilt be so narrow, uh, you start getting gaps in it, mm -hmm. uh, when you roll over and you start decreasing functionality. So it right. feels like for some of this stuff, there is like a, you know, like ultimately what is the difference between an enlightened equipment quilt, a UGQ, a catabatic, like it is goose feathers within, you know, uh, you know, a 70, 10 D 20 D, uh, liner mm -hmm. uh and uh you know some iteration of a footbox right um and that's not to say that each one of those companies don't have slightly you know new and different takes on it because they do 
but um, and some of them, you know, people like more than others. And, you know, Facebook will show you how strongly people feel about certain brands over others. Right. Okay. So that's a good one. I like that one. All right. So improvements in, in fabrics and yeah. All right. So that's number two. Number three, what's, what's the last one you got there? Well, Carl, this goes back to something that you were talking about kind of as like uh, people go lighter and lighter trying to like figure out um, kind of like how to still be able to get what they need out of their gear. Right. And I think that's been, we've seen that through like a booming of ultralight accessories okay. uh, from like shoulder patch, uh, shoulder pouches, the fanny packs to water bottle holders oh, to yeah. packs that have, you know, bottom pockets to be able to put things in. Right. Like I feel like a lot of people's ultralight journey is they, they trade in their Osprey backpack with the brain and the million pockets and they go to, you know, some like super pared down minimal pack that has water bottle, side water bottle holders and like a front pouch. And then they're like, uh, well, how, where am I supposed to? And then yeah. so then they like, they add the water bottle pouch and then they've got the phone pocket on this side and then they've got a fanny pack yeah. and then. Uh, you know, so what you're saying is like, they're getting rid of all their pockets and, and things on the back and just putting them on the front basically. <laughs> and I think we've seen that a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's like and a baby Bjorn, right? You're like, I don't have a backpack anymore. <laughs> I just got, I got everything kind of strapped around me in the front side. So it's right. accessible. Got my snacks. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I, yeah. I think that's, yeah. A, I think that's real. And, you know, and I think like, uh, when you look at packs that have a lot of zippers and a lot of compartments, um, Ultralight packs don't have those. So what do we have instead? We have stuff sacks and dry bags and mm -hmm. lots of little things that create organization within our bigger yeah. things. Yeah. And, and that drives me nuts, just so you know. <laughs> no, it does. <laughs> yeah, spending like a hundred bucks on like bags, like ditty bags, yeah. they used to call them or whatever. Like, yep. like I just got a bunch of bags, like awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a total junk packer of like okay. everything goes within my pack liner and like there's no- Just throw it in there. No, like like yeah. quilt goes in bottom you know, clothes relatively, uh, you know, around, around there as well. Like it's kind of all, if it's in the pack liner, like, right. I, I feel good about it. Okay. So before you mentioned like, um, like I forget which one of you said, but you said such and such was in our top 10 kind of mm -hmm. sellers. So I'm, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here, but off the top of your head, um, can you give us like a couple examples of like, what's a top 10 seller? Yeah at Garage Grown Gear? Well, we sell ultralight accessories super well. That's kind of for like our, you know, we okay. have a fairly low free shipping threshold. And then we also just have a lot of folks who I think it's just a convenience thing of being able to buy a lot of small stuff they need in one place. Um, so right. uh, I'd say some of our top sellers currently, like we sell Nylofume pack liners like crazy. Um, we sell okay. uh, uh, the little portable bidets, a lot of those. Um, but Right, that's okay. The Tanakh Vectos are uh, are always a, a bestseller for us. Uh, Kula cloths are okay. the ones that always always move really well. Little uh, Rology massage balls, little cork balls are ones that oh, do yeah. very well. Yeah. Anything by Nightcore, uh, both like the the, okay. the NB ten thousands and uh, the like the NU twenty five headlamps are ones that sell really well. Um, yeah, it's a lot of little stuff. Any other, any other bathroom related items that are in the, the top um, 10? It's a good question. <laughs> uh, we do sell these little like tiny, uh, you know, uh, towels that expand with, uh, with water. Um, so that's kind of a bathroom okay. related one. Uh, trowels. Yeah. We do sell a lot of trowels, like both, uh, the, the Bogler trowel okay. is one of our, our best selling products and, uh, certainly a lot of like juice spaces too. So a lot of bathroom okay. related stuff. I heard uh, through through the back channels. I heard that one of your top sellers was uh, was unpaced. 
Is that oh correct? yeah, Unpaste is definitely one of our bestsellers. Yeah, okay. that must have yeah, been that, a, that... a Justin Outdoors. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. No, no. He, we talked about it. We talked about it on on the show with Justin, and um, I actually bought that off off your site. That was one of the things oh, I right. bought. We, we tried it out last year um, because we'd heard some things about it, but um, it was yeah somebody else. I'm not gonna, okay. not gonna name drop right now, That's but fair. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he loves those things, and I'm yeah, a- he does. Well, actually, to be honest, when we talked about it with him on our show um, last month, it was funny because he also revealed a couple couple guys that have been on our show, a couple YouTubers that um, that wouldn't use it because they just simply don't brush their teeth in the back country, and so that surprised <laughs> me too. <That> <laughs> All right, I got one more question for you. All right, so any, anytime we have anybody on, whether it's you know YouTube, social media star, or um, a mastermind like yourself, we always give the last question to share anything you want to share about your company or anything that people should know about it that um, yeah that might interest them. Yeah, uh, well, I think if you haven't checked out Garage Groom Gear, um, you should go over to garagegroomgear.com and uh, search through our our brand page and see if there's any uh, companies there that you aren't familiar with and see if you find anything that interests you. I think largely we encourage people to use garage Groom gear as a, as a discovery platform to be able to find new and different stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, if you want to kind of be learning about new and different things, uh, subscribe to our newsletter, check us out on Instagram and uh, shop small brands, either with us or directly through them. Doesn't really matter. Okay, well, I, and we'll have the link in our show. It's pretty easy to remember the name of the of the company. But we'll have the link in the show description, and uh, and we'll have it out obviously on our on our socials and on YouTube and all that stuff. So, hey, Lloyd, really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on our show and uh, hitting on the backpacking trends and just enlightening our audience, both with knowledge and possibly with gear. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Carl. All right, so there you go, man. That was Lloyd Vogel, Garage Gun Gear. What What did you think, man? What did you think? He's got some good stuff. Uh, I got some some nuggets I took away from uh, just a, just a lot of like the fabric improvements you guys talked about. Uh, there was something I took away that was kind of funny to me. It was like okay. he started talking about you know, hey, I've been to this location or whatever like seventeen to twenty times, and you know, I know myself, and I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna bring. This. He was saying something like, basically, it reminded me of you when we were at. Uh, we were encountering Ranger Annie, you know, and you're like, listen, mm. listen, I've been to all these parts. I know all about all the bears and blah, blah, blah with the bears. I don't need to go. <laughs> the bears are like, you just sounded like this know-it-all. I was like, is that, is that how I sounded with Ranger Annie? Like, are you guys, are oh you guys my cut from the same cloth? Like, I've been everywhere in Yosemite. Oh. I don't know. So it was just yeah. kind of, I, I got a good laugh out of that. But then you mentioned, you were so yeah. adamant. You brought up like, you brought up all of our, our old, like, you know, invention ideas for like the 10 catheter and like all this. Two. I brought two. two. Oh, like, that's not all of their mind. I didn't even use yours. And he, and he was <laughs> like, uh, let's just stop at the 10 catheter. I'm like, okay. All right. Like all credibility, <laughs> all credibility out the window. That's it. But then you were like, you were like, <laughs> no, he said, he said that he would sell at least a hundred of those a year. And I was like, is this, is this worth me actually pursuing? I actually believe that. I actually believe that. I think a hundred people would be like, can yeah. I pee? In the tent and just have it go into like some yeah, I might even buy it. Shoot, let's 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 be honest. Really, what it would be is something basically like a like a water reservoir with an extended hose attached much, to it. Yeah, and then you just kind of gravity feed it out of the tent, and you leave your you know the zipper of your tent like slightly undone. Or some tents actually have like you know if you have I don't not the high end ones, but some tents have like the power cord hole. You could kind of slide it out there. 
Who's put, who's put, yeah, you can put the Catherine. Um, so then you had, you mentioned something and you were very like adamant about it. And you were like, look, look, you could just, cause he was talking about like the fabrics and like, you know, like how much can we really change these fabrics to, to be better and all this other stuff. And you're like, right. well, look, let me tell you something. Okay. Maybe <laughs> I didn't say, let me tell you something. It's not how I talk to you people. Say, Listen, Lloyd, let me just, just calm down for a minute, Lloyd. That's how I interpreted it in my, in my head. So that's what I'm going to say. So anyway, you were like, you're okay. like, look, you know, maybe the, maybe the fabrics, whatever, but like with the technology and the batteries, like, you know, we could just put like batteries in the blankets and then you'll have like warmer fabric. I'm like, I'm like thinking to myself, like you need to walk around with like battery fabric all over the place. And then you are just like, you were so adamant though. And you're like, car <laughs> batteries in the blanket and the thing, blah, blah, blah. That's not what and I then, said at then, all. You didn't even and listen. You like, and then you closed it out and you were like, oh you were gosh. like, boom, done. <laughs> And I was like, what? <laughs> Boom, done. No, that is not done. What are you talking about, Doug? I'm talking about batteries in the clothing. They already make that stuff. They have battery operated jackets. I, I know, and, and they're, they're ridiculous. And all that stuff. And I'm just saying the batteries are going to become so small and like so hardly noticeable that you just have heated clothes. Well, we'll get to that day. But I agreed with him until it's like, you know, like the goose can't make more, you know, you know, better yeah, 1,000 yeah, goose or whatever it was. So it was. It was good. Right, it was, down. yes, it was good. Um, but overall, yeah, that's interesting. And and one other thing I noticed was that, uh, he, something you mocked me for on one of the items we talked about on an episode was the cork balls. And he's, I know you caught it. Good job. Good job. And he said it was the top 10 seller. And I'm like, I know, I know. I thought of you. Yeah, you should. Another, You, you win, you win. Another example where you mock something you don't know. That's fine. Okay, well, we can go back to that episode, which was um, like, what was it? Under, or like small pieces of gear that you should consider or something like that. That was, yeah. oh man, that was like last spring. And we had Bill and Jesse on oh, and your yeah, answers, yeah. we had like legit answers and you're like, get a journal, get a cork ball, get this and that. And so like all three of your answers, if you combine them were ridiculous, but I will give it to you. The cork, cork ball was cork balls. A good answer. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I, I want Maybe that I'll crap. buy one. I'll buy one for you. How about that? I want to see you use it on the trail. Uh, were I'll you were you gonna were you gonna buy some of those little um, political sign material slippers he was talking about? I did look them up, and they were uh, they. He was right. They were. I think they were two ounces. They were. Oh, I forget the price on. They were a little too much for for my taste, and just for around camp. Like I feel like my system. I don't need to. You know, it's not just about the weight. It's about like the amount of stuff you're packing your pack and just cycling through stuff when you're looking for something especially when something gets buried in your pack. I, I just don't like, I just don't want right. too much stuff basically. So um, yeah. I'm not, but I could see that being a solution for some folks for sure. Good question, man. That's true. All right. That's true. You hit on the things I wanted to hit on except for one thing. And the, um, the, okay. he mentioned the top 10 gear items yep. and he mentioned two of the 10 items in the top 10 and he didn't cover all 10 obviously, but he mentioned that like bidets were, were yeah, big time sellers bidets. and trowels. Like what? Trowels. I know. I was like, who are these people that have to buy a trowel? I just right. I knew you would have a strong reaction for, I didn't for really, sure, man. Top seller yeah. though, really a top yeah. seller. Yeah. I In don't fact, know. speaking of trowels, I just I found a Vargo titanium trowel Ooh. on my last backpacking trip. Oh. And um, okay. don't worry, I tread carefully in that area once I found it. And then uh, I kept it, and I'm like, I'm not using this thing. So I literally just sold it on eBay today <sighs> for not very much money, but I sold it. But people, so people buy that. I'm not crap. keeping the trowel. No, yeah. I don't even bring one. Not yeah. anymore. So uh, anyway, I was just surprised. Like, I guess bathroom stuff sells. And so hence the tent catheter, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. 
Okay. With, with the bidet. All right. Well, hey, man, that was, I, I really appreciated the information and the trends and all the, the great stuff he provided and good. very down to earth. You mentioned that, yeah, we're cut from the same cloth. Like he's just, yeah, a couple levels up for me in terms of being an entrepreneur and actually like pursuing things and, and striking out and making it happen. Yeah. I just talk about it. Right. We just talk about it. You're, you're a talker. So, he's a doer. I got yeah. it. Yeah. He's a doer. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. F- so full props to him. Hope to have him back on the show again. So Lloyd, thank you so much. Uh, it is time though for a review. Speaking of gear stuff, you mentioned this at the, at the beginning of the episode. Let's I've see got, it. Let's see it. So this is a Jack Wolfskin. It. It's a hydro grid hooded fleece jacket that we haven't done a review in a while. So I figured I'd, I'd review this. I just got it. You're going to stand up and turn or anything for us or what? You, I mean like, look at I can't, I can yeah, give us just, a little full zip. It's a full zip. It's, it's style. I'm not really like on the forefront of style. Okay. We got a hood. Let's is see. there a hood on the hooded fleece Let's jacket? See the hood yes, on there the, is. Oh, look at that. It doesn't quite go look over my at, headphones there. Okay. But All right. Yeah. So it's stretch fleece. I think it fits well. Um, I think it honestly fits well now that I've lost a few pounds. Yeah. I think if you're um, like a chunky Carl, it still fit pretty well, actually. It just it just showed the chunk. Let's be honest. Are the pockets zipper pockets? They're zipper pockets. Yeah, okay. They're nice. All right. I need zipper it's pockets. It's luxury. It wicks well, I think, on a brisk hike. And if you, yeah, okay. so it's, it's meant to wick. It has a DWR finish, um, which is durable and water repellent. And so it's, it's good for kind of light rains. It's, I would say this is like best for, you know, your day adventures, your day hikes, your mountain biking, like that kind of thing. Okay. It's, it's tight to the, to the body. So it's not going to catch anything, especially if like you're on a bike or whatever okay. for backpacking. I think this is going to fit and perform well, but it is with the full length zipper. And like you mentioned, the zipper pockets, um, it does come in at 15 ounces for a size medium, which is Ooh. on the heavier side. Yeah. But if you want to, uh, for some people like this is, this is worth the extra weight is to, okay. is to be stylish and, uh, to, to have the functionality of it. So Okay. You can decide, okay. but uh, overall, for what I'm going to use it for, which is kind of like the day adventures, I'm mm. going to score it uh, four out of five out of five stars. Four out of five. Out of, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's solid. Oh, I shouldn't have said stars. Stars is That's a little cliche, good. but you know yeah, what? 4.5 out of five. Um, zip ups? We going zip ups? Zippers. Yeah, zip ups. There you go. Zip ups. I'll take it. Okay. I'll take it. Wow, that's strong. All right. Strong play. Which, okay, yeah. So Jack Wolfskin, have you heard of that brand before? No, I have not. No, okay. I'm excited. They, I mean, they're like a European brand that... They've been around for a while. I actually used to use one of their packs in adventure racing, and they yeah. made a really good kind of like lightweight pack that, that fit a lot of stuff, basically. Right. Um, I think that they're going to, yeah, I think that that's the name is going to be more common. They're, they're, they're getting out there okay. here in the American markets. You see more of their stuff. Okay. So Okay. Keep an eye out. We're at the forefront of something, Derek. Finally, we're, we're at the beginning of something. We're on the cusp, Carl. We're on the cusp. Yes. Well, yes. keep an eye out right. for the uh, garage, the GGG, as I call it. Yeah, we got, we got some cottage industry trivia coming up right after this. Whoa. Are you looking at this upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. 
They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. To be less sore, a stronger climber, or simply faster on the trail, then check out the Training for Trekking podcast. These bite-sized episodes are full of excellent information that can improve your trail performance. He's specially trained in sports science and strength and conditioning to get your body in the right shape and prepared for adventure. Check out the Training for Trekking podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right. So Cottage Industry, that's like what Garage Grown Gear is all, you know, they're known for. They do have some bigger brands on there beyond, like, I think Garmin, they sell some Garmin stuff. But for the most okay. part, it's, it's uh, Cottage Industry. I went on their site. Okay. And I want to know, what do these companies sell? I got three of them for you. Oh, geez, okay, I have no clue. They're multiple choice, man, and you're good at figuring it out. Uh, you can do this. All right, here we go. All right? There we go. Well, let me ask you, did you go onto their website? Did you check it out? I didn't have time. I just got this today, right? So I, no, yeah, I didn't I did, have time. I did send this to you late. So, so to, to your credit, you're right. We're going to have to find out. We have bought stuff on their site, and we actually used it on the, the Canyonlands trip last year, like the Unpaced, for example. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, so you should have been on their side, let's be honest. Come on. <laughs> yeah, come on, Derek. Let's get over there. Let's go. Here, you might have heard of some of these anyway, because one was one at least was mentioned on our show. So before, stuff too. they sell on their this is on their website. Okay. This is yeah, what well this this is these are companies that are on their website and what are, what are they mainly known for? What's something that they sell? And I'm gonna give you multiple choice. Brands. Three okay. options, dude. Three Brands. options. Okay. All right. Number one is Nightcore. Nightcore. All right. Nightcore. Do they sell A, headlamps, B, reflective head and armbands, or C, night glasses that have clear lenses? Not Wait, night glasses that have clear lenses? I mean, I, I think Nightcore. Nightcore is like batteries. For, they have like the battery stuff, right? So LED, they like flashlights. I'm going to say headlamps. I guess I'd say like headlamps and stuff. I do like lighting stuff. Headlamps. Number one, A, headlamps is correct. You're already yeah. one for one. Yeah. Already, all right. Well done. Okay. Uh, number two, Trailtopia. 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 Oh gosh. Do I they mean... sell Trailtopia? This is one we actually mentioned in our podcast before. I think we did, or I've, I've talked to you about this this company before. Okay. Um, do they sell a ankle gaiters, b ultralight tripods, or c freeze dried meals? Trailtopia. I think I saw a picture. Yeah. Of food. I want to say food. I'm gonna say meals. Freeze dried meals. Okay. Yeah. Meals. Is yeah. that your final answer? Final answer. That is correct. Yes. Correct. Dude, you already won trivia, man. Crushing wow. it. Crushing it. Wow. I'm gonna have to yeah. get some of are that. Are you yeah? Like you're on video now. Are you are you like covertly Googling still? Like how Oh, I wish I was that good. I wish I was that yeah. good. 
All right. Well, let's see if you can go three for three. Uh, through pack, through pack, through T-H-R-U pack. pack. Do they sell A, ditty bags, B, ultralight stuff sacks, or C, fanny packs? It's not, I'm going to say not fanny packs. That's terrible. Um, what, what was the other one? Mm. Extra, Why is it fanny packs terrible? Extra light. It's a it's a fashion faux pas. Ditty bags, ultralight stuff sacks. Mini light, ultralight stuff sacks. Dude, fanny packs are on trend with uh, with backpack and stuff. Maybe they do sell fanny packs. I think you put it in there because you know I hate them. Maybe they do. I, I'm gonna go with the fanny packs. You hate? I thought you'd love fanny packs. No. That's why you wore them on a backpacking trip. That's why I've never worn it since. I'm gonna go fanny packs because I think it, I think oh. it's the one well, I hate. Because we shamed you. You said, yeah. Yeah. correct, it, correct. It's fanny packs. It's fanny packs. It's fanny oh, packs. Yeah, there's great. a lot of companies that are selling fanny packs on that site. Oh, like bad. a lot. Some people love it. I don't know if I kept that in the interview, but he he mentioned that that was like an on trend item. So we'll we'll circle back to whether Interesting. that's worth being on trend later. But um, okay, Trailtopia. Just so you know, I did try one of their freeze dry meals. They were at the outdoor retailer show, and yeah, not a fan. No, of the one that I tried. So what you have try? To try a different one. What are they? It was like some sort of like spicy chicken mm. Szechuan something, mm. and it was heavy on the spice, not on the the other flavors. So maybe they have a pesto one. They have a pesto one. They, I don't think so. One thing they did do well is that is their their um, freeze dried packs aren't as like elongated where you need the long spoon, so you can kind of dive oh. with the regular size spoon. So okay, that part's cool. Portions were okay. Portions good. Yeah, okay. portions right. good. Okay. All right, tidbits, tidbits, tidbit. We got a new Patreon supporter. What? His name is Aaron, and he is actually from your area. He's in. He's a Southern California guy. Aaron, uh, Aaron's his name. A A Aaron. Aaron. His name's Aaron. Oh, oh you're trying to be funny. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to be funny. He literally signed it that way when he was. He's like, oh, you know, and he like signed up or whatever. It, he listed it as A dash Aaron, basically. Okay. So, yeah, you've you've seen that skit, right? I've seen that skit long okay. time ago. Yeah, it's old. It's old. Um. Okay. So here's a funny story about. Aaron is like I was and I was like oh yeah Derek lives in San Clemente I'm from that area blah 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 and he's and then I asked him like he mentioned he went to church so I asked him what church he went to and he goes to Compass Church I know where that familiar? is that's right that's okay. like 15 minutes from my house yeah and so that's um Pastor Mike Fabares he used to be the pastor of the church that you go to which is Pacific Coast Church do you remember that I do I do okay so so Rocky and I went to that church back in the day I do and uh, yep. and, and, and and Pastor Mike is like. He he gives he had I just remember him for having like really solid awesome sermons but he's a pretty like intense serious guy yeah and so we thought it'd be funny to uh, to name our cat after him so Pastor our first Mike. cat yeah was Pastor Mike yeah so I remember him yeah. so I, I told Aaron like if he ever talks to Pastor Mike just let him know he had a cat named after him hey, Carl, we'll see Carl Mandrilli named his cat after you yeah yeah that's huge I think I think it's funny. It's hilarious. Uh, okay, what else we've got? Uh, latest Patreon bonus episode, six surprising skills you need, backpacking. And uh, Rocky co-hosted that one. That's kind of our early January nice. one that nice. is out. So so please check that out. Please join the Patreon family. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, if you're looking to support our show a different way, we've got affiliate links in our podcast description, both on YouTube and on our audio apps at no extra cost to you. If you're going to buy some of the gear we're talking about anyway, it's always down there and you can click on the link and it helps our show again at no extra cost to you. Completely optional, but we're throwing it out there as an option so that we can uh, keep our show going. Right. And that, my friend, is all I got. That is glorious. Uh, thanks again, guys, for tuning in. Uh, we will see you next time. Check out all the handles at backpackingblisters.com. Smash the like button. Subscribe it. 
You've heard me say it again and again. Just keep doing it, and I'll stop eventually once everybody in the world does it. Uh, we will see you next time. Strap on a fanny pack. It's going to be a good ride this year. I want to fly around the world. So, yeah, I mean, we were, we were talking about better fabrics. I'm not, I'm not putting batteries I'm not putting batteries in fabrics. This is ridiculous. So I think I think what I did one time was I brought this certain type of fabric material. I'll just say it was a material, and I wrapped Carl's uh, like forearm with the material. And he's and I was like, does this this is like a new space age uh, you know material they found like on some meteorite and they made a material out of it. Like, what do you do you think? Do you feel like your arm's getting warmer? And he's like, yeah, I think I think it is getting warmer. I think it's getting warmer. And he really believed it. And then I just showed him it was, you know, just a box of saran wrap. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.